0: Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG, and we're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. And also, our programming is available in podcast form. So if you can't listen to it live, you can always get the uh, podcast where you like to get those. So lots of options for getting this program and all the programming here on KPCG. Well, we live in a world of misinformation. And that's a nice way of saying we are bombarded by lies. We're being bombarded by lies all of the time. And that's ramping up. This constant river of deceit can become very discouraging. It's hard to keep our head above that sometimes. And yet, Christ gives a promise, a great promise of freedom to his people. And while we see the world becoming less free all of the time, Christ promises freedom. We can be free of discouragement. We can be free of deception. We can be free of sin. Notice this uh, promise here, it's in John 8, and we have a few passages today, so if you'd like to uh, look those up with me, we'd certainly like you to do that. John 8, in verse 31 and 32, verse 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, knowing God's word and doing it, that makes us free. Knowing and doing. If we know God's word and we do God's word, we're going to have more understanding. And the more we do it and the more we follow it, the freedom is going to increase. Freedom from sin. Freedom from the penalties of sin. And so Christ makes this incredible promise here, and it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in society around us. If we continue in his word, then we are Christ's disciples. And he says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So people that are believing lies, living lies, that's not freedom, that's enslavement. That's enslavement, and we see a lot of enslavement. But freedom, real freedom, comes from knowing the truth of God, and then, of course, doing it. So as a first step, we have to know the truth of God. We have to know what it is. How can we know God's truth? Well, we have to study our Bibles. We've got to get into God's Word, and we've got to study it. And we've got to see what God says. That's the only way we're going to know the truth. Now, of course, God does have to reveal His truth and the understanding through apostles and prophets. Uh, but that information is available, too. And when there's a lot of it, and it's at thetrumpet.com. And it helps us with our Bible study. But we've got to get into the Bible. Definitely have got to get into it to know the truth. That's our part is studying and digging into these things. And so the more we study God's Word, the freer we'll be as we understand it and apply it. Have you thought of your Bible study as your path to freedom? It is. Your Bible study is your path to freedom. Now, God is creator of all that exists. You can note that in John 1, verses 1 through 3. Talking about this prehistory, before there even was a material universe, God and the Word, and they created all that exists. God created it through the Word. And the Bible is our maker's instruction book for who we are, what our potential is, and how to achieve that potential. God created us. He created our potential. And the Bible shows us those things. That's revealed information that isn't anywhere else. You can't, you know, poke around at the rocks and figure that out. You can't look at the trees and figure that out. You can look at rocks. You can look at trees. You can learn some things. But when it comes to the revealed purpose of man and, and what man's potential is, that only is revealed by God. Now, Lesson 1 of our free Bible Correspondence course notes this, and, and again, this is a free course. It's at thetrumpet.com, and if you don't have it, please get it. I mean, now's the time, if you haven't really looked at that, now's the time to dig into it. You're really going to get a lot of freedom from digging into that course. But it says, the Bible is simply God's divine revelation of basic needed knowledge that man is not capable of finding out for himself. By any other means. That's what the Bible is, simply. It's information, and it's divinely revealed information, and it's basic. Uh, but without it, we don't have any foundation. You know, we can, we can think and use our minds and try to determine a lot of things, but that information is going to be based and uh, just in the material world. And even there, it gets off track. If it's not built on the foundation of God's revelation in the Bible— See, our minds are <clears throat> equipped to look around at the physical creation and make some observations, but they're not equipped to discern spiritual knowledge without God revealing it. God has to reveal it, and He's put that information in His Bible. And the Bible doesn't contain all knowledge, it's not every, um, you know, all knowledge on every subject, but it is the foundational knowledge that is revealed by God. What's essential? what we really need to know at this time. And so if our knowledge isn't based on the foundation of the Bible, then it simply isn't true knowledge, because where did it come from? You know, man gets into all kinds of thinking about science and medicine and all all sorts of things and and doesn't go back to the foundation of the Bible, and so it gets weird, (laughs) and it gets off, and it gets just to be flat out wrong, whether they think so or not. I mean, they might be well-intentioned, but it's not correct knowledge unless it's built upon the foundation of the Bible. And so while many people own a Bible, I mean it's the most popular book in the world, or several Bibles, or many Bibles, you can go to any bookstore and you can see Bibles everywhere. Very few people understand it, though. And so the Bible might be physically sitting there, but yet people don't understand it, not many. Why? Why is that the case? Well, the Bible gives us the answer. God gives us the answer to this, and you can find it in 2 Timothy 3 verses 16 through 17. It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and we've talked about that. And then it says it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we see here, Paul's showing us here what the Bible can be used for, what it's good for. And it's profitable. It's beneficial for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And as Bible students, we've got to use all of these tools. We've got to use all of it. And included in these tools and in these purposes of the Bible is doctrine, reproof, and correction. And if we refuse any of that, then our minds are closed and we don't understand God's truth as we should and, and we're not free like we should be. We can't refuse it. And so there is an element of correction in God's word. Certainly it has to be the basis for our religion, our doctrine, or else we're just, again, into paganism. And that's where a lot of people have a bit of a hard time. Because being corrected is not easy. If we refuse to let God's word correct us, we're not going to understand it. We're not going to understand it. We're going to have uh, a corrupt thought process about it. Maybe we'll just ignore it or maybe we'll try to read in our own thinking. Whatever. People do different things. But we won't be truly free. Remember, Christ said in John 8 that his disciples would continue in his word and then know the truth, which would make them free. And so as they learned things and they continued in it, then they'd learn more, and they'd become free. They'd be free, free from lies, free from sin, free from the penalty of sin. But we have to be willing to be corrected. You see, the breakdown often comes when a person reads something corrective in the Bible, but doesn't make the necessary change in their life. They may even agree with it and say, yeah, that sounds right, but then not really do anything with it. And in some cases, they reject it and don't agree with it. But in either case, that is a breakdown. And a true Bible student will use the Bible for reproof and correction and doctrine, instruction and in righteousness, A person who is willing to be corrected is a free person. And if at some point we refuse the correction, then we can't be free because we're going to be enslaved to the lie that we're accepting and we're going to be enslaved to the sin and the penalty of it, which, of course, is death if we don't repent. So to be free, we've got to be looking into God's Word applying it. And then we learn more. And that truth and the application of that truth sets us free because obviously we don't earn salvation through works, but there is a condition for God's gift of salvation. And the condition is, is that we obey him and we grow in that obedience. And then he rewards us according to our works. So we do have a big part to play in the process. Now, the Bible is extremely effective At correcting and correcting us, it's very good at that. Notice Hebrews 4 and verse 12. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. In other words, it cuts both ways, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's Hebrews four and verse twelve. So the Bible discerns the intents of the heart. Now that can be an uncomfortable situation, because Jeremiah seventeen talks about how the hearts of people are deceitful and desperately wicked. Deceitful and desperately wicked, deceitful above all things. So the heart's a wicked, a, a wicked heart, and of course God asks that we change and we repent, and he gives us help. But the natural man, the natural mind, that natural heart, it is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And so a true Bible student is going to use God's Word for a lot of correction. But repenting of sin, that brings true freedom. See, it's an exciting process. It's not an easy process, but it's an exciting process. It's freedom. Free from error, free from sin, free from mistakes, free from the results of the sins, which ultimately are death. And there's a lot of penalty there along the way. If we want to be free, which we do, we really have got to use God's word the way that he intends. And then we can be free. Repenting of sin brings true freedom. But the thing is, Few. There are very few that really let God's Word correct them. Here's a quote from the um, Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, Lesson 1. Again, this is free. It's at thetrumpet.com, and we'd love for you to sign up for it. It's an educational service for you. It says, And so men began, centuries ago, to interpret the Bible. Because, see, they didn't want to be corrected by it, so they interpreted it to say something else. The quote says, As a result, the Word of God has become twisted, rested, and perverted with almost every false and counterfeit meaning imaginable being read into it. And so instead of teaching and expounding the plain, simple, intended meaning, now we have hundreds of humans' interpretations of the Bible, hundreds of human interpretations of the Bible. Because people wanted to say something different to avoid correction, to slide away from correction and still feel righteous and say, well, no, I, I, I follow the Bible. I'm a Bible student. I'm a Christian. Um, but I, you know, I don't think the Bible really means such and such because they don't want to be corrected by it, but they still want to feel righteous. That's that wicked heart, right? It wants to appear good, uh, but it doesn't want to do good as Jeremiah 17 brings out. And so, refusing to be corrected by God's word is why there is so much confusion over the truth of the Bible. The Bible, although, I mean, it, it does take God's revelation to really begin to understand it. And that's given through apostles and prophets. And you can find that information at the trumpet.com. There's a lot of books that really expound upon God's word and open up the meaning of it. And you have to go to God and ask for help to understand this. And, and God has to give you that help. But, again, the Bible is not as confusing as people make it out to be. Because, again, the reason it's become confused in people's minds is because they're trying to misapply it and trying to misinterpret it and not want to actually do what it says. They just don't want to be corrected. You know, people will try to justify almost any evil behavior by saying, well, the Bible maybe is out of date on that point, or it doesn't really mean what it plainly says, and they they try to work around it. But simply many people don't want to be corrected by the Word of God. And the result is what? Well, they remain enslaved to sin, and they can't be free. Not yet. Not yet. Can't be free yet because the repentance isn't there. We read in Psalms 111, verses 7 and 8 and 10, if you wanted to note that, Psalms 111, verses 7 through 8 and 10, it says, All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. The fear of the eternal is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. So David had understanding. And David said in Psalms 119 and verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So again, the path to freedom, right? The Bible study, true Bible study, it's a a path to freedom because it lights up the way. Here's the way to go. Here's the way to freedom. And the fear of the eternal, as it says there in Psalms 111, it's the beginning of wisdom. And and a good understanding have all they that do his commandments. It's what Christ said. If you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples. You'll understand the word. (laughs) You'll understand the the truth. And the truth shall make you free. So studying and then using it, using that information to correct us, to guide and direct us. Now we're going to have some freedom. Now we're free. Now we can come out of sin, and we need the the information there in God's Word. And and you, too, can begin to understand God's Word and be free. That's the beautiful thing. It, it, this is a something that people can do. And again, you have to pray to God and ask for help, and, and God doesn't call everybody today, but he is opening up some people's minds to the truth. And some people, you know, they don't understand it all, but they're doing what they know. And there'll be certain blessings for that. But we have to get into the Bible and we have to really let God direct us. We're told in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 21 to prove all things. Prove all things. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 21. That means getting into the Bible and saying, okay, I want to prove this with a good attitude. Not, you know, not this sort of negative attitude, but a positive, okay, let's prove this. Let's see what God says and make sure I understand it. God wants people to study the Bible, believe what he says, and then apply his words in confidence. That's what God is looking for people to do. Notice Acts 17 and verse 11. Acts 17 and verse 11. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. So they they didn't have a prejudice against it. They were ready to learn. It says, and search the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So daily they were getting into the word of God. It was daily Bible study. And they were excited (laughs) to get in there and to see what God said and apply it. That was exciting for them. And God said, look, that's a noble thing. They were noble because of the way they got into their Bible study. And so for us... We need to study our Bible without prejudice, without preconceived ideas or reading into it what we want it to say, but be careful to prove all things as the Bereans did. They really got in there with the right attitude and proved it correctly. Search the scriptures daily, that's daily Bible study, to see whether or not, you know, what we're learning is accurate. It's a daily habit, reading and studying your Bible, and then, you know, seeing what it really says and not just assuming and think, well, I heard somebody said this or somebody said that. Get in there and see. And then it's a matter of applying it. It's applying it. And so if, if you're willing to put in the daily work, and, it, and it's exciting work, and it should be exciting work, and it will become more exciting as you see it work in your life, put in the daily exciting work of studying the Bible and then seek to let it direct you and correct you. You know, it's a lot easier to read something in the Bible, take the correction and change, rather than having it forced uh, upon you in some way. And and God wants people to change and to, to follow his laws. So, again, if we can read it and have an attitude where we'll change, we can really have a lot of growth and success in our lives. It's a, it's a path to freedom. It's a path to freedom from sin. And as Christ said... If we do those things, if we continue in God's Word, then we're going to know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you'd like to sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, please do so. It's at thetrumpet.com, completely free. And uh, there's quite a few lessons that you'll go through, and you can go through it at your own pace. Learn different things about the Bible. Maybe some of it you know already, but maybe it'll be some things you don't know. Even, even those that have, you know, maybe studied it in the past. It's interesting. You learn more and more and more. There's more depth to it. Go through that. And, and there's plenty of supplemental material as well there at thetrumpet.com. It's all free. It's an educational service. And the goal of it is to get you into your Bible so you can really look at these things and prove them and, and see what's true and and be free. And be free like Christ said we will be. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live By Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God.